0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than first and pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Philopone. Antonio Pierce, speaking of the 90s Bulls, he's quoting the Jordan rules and says they've got the Mahomes rules. They sacked him four times, they hit him ten times. Andy Reid texted Antonio Pierce, thank you for kicking their ass and knocking
0: some complacency out of them. What do you make of the rules? I think this is one of the, I think this is one of the dumbest, like um, publicity, publicity might be the wrong word, but like, it just seems to me like Antonio Pierce, who is congratulations for him. He gets the interim tag taken off. He won them over. And now he has this job and it, this is what it reminds me of. It just struck me as very Rex Ryan gloating about like beating Bill Belichick in a regular season game. Now he ended up doing it in the playoffs, but just like taking a victory lap for something that in the grand scheme of things really doesn't matter. Okay. You're the last team to beat them in the regular season. The Steelers were the last team to beat the 2000 Ravens before they went on their run. Who gives a bleep? It doesn't matter. Um, and then the other thing I think just in today's NFL, this the way that refs are wired and the league is structured, like they're not gonna let them get away with this again because now they're bragging about it. Like I think it's great from uh it's from from what we do, it's fantastic that here is a team that for the most part is usually not that good. Here is the best team in the in the dynastic team in the NFL. This is an old traditional rivalry, and now there's more juice to these two teams playing each other. Crosby doesn't like Mahomes. They get into it with each other. Now Pierce is acting like they've got this kryptonite. They've got this system or formula or blueprint that beats Mahomes. That's fun. That's all fine and dandy. But from like an actual practical uh, way of looking at it, like how is this going to help us moving forward? It's not. You did it one time, and I don't think the league's going to let him get away with doing it again. Well, you know, you
1: said it was like Rex Ryan, and it's like the. It's also like the Raiders.
0: Yes, a, the, that's you a know, good point. <laughs> it is very Raiders. This is very Raiders, and
1: it's the Raiders trying to be the Raiders. That's maybe that's how Pierce got the job, Danny. Well, you ever that, think about that? Why, that that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm going because Chiefs Raiders is a rival, a rivalry in the same way that the nail is the rival of the hammer. Like, it's not really competitive. Do you remember a few years ago, 2020, when the Raiders beat the Chiefs and they did the victory lap at Arrowhead yeah, in the buses and that pissed the Chiefs off. And then they went on a streak of beating them like six straight times after that. You know, so it was they get one win against the big bad Chiefs and they do something ridiculous. We have the Mahomes rules. We're going to take a victory lap around the stadium. And then come January, they're in Cabo, and the Chiefs are hosting AFC Championship games or winning Super Bowls and adding to the trophy case of all of their future first ballot Hall of Famers. So uh, Antonio Pierce seems like the definition of a player's coach. The players advocating advocated for him to get the job. Management listened to the players. He replaced a very unpopular coach in McDaniels. He got maximum buy-in. They clearly played harder for him. All of those buttons to push and levers to pull, that's all great, but it runs out. You can't do it for three years, five years, 15 years. At some point, you've got to have substance behind your game. And I'm not saying that he doesn't, but this is more sizzle than it is steak. And I just, I I don't think it will have any impact whatsoever on Chiefs Raiders next year. I really don't. It'll be talked about. It'll be, you know, but but then they'll play the game, and the Chiefs will win thirty-one to fourteen, and some people will laugh about it or tweet about it or Mahomes rules hashtag whatever.
0: But ultimately, one team is good and one team is not. I also don't think there's any evidence of this actually working. You know, I don't actually think that this is an effective strategy against Mahomes. I'm sure Spencer could probably find it or look it up for us. Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing one of the football reference. Uh, Searches would find this. Like, is there actually any correlation between number of times Mahomes is hit in a game and the Chiefs' record in those games? Like, if he's hit more than eight times in a game, what's the Chiefs' record in those situations? You know, like obviously for most everybody, you say, Oh, you get pressure on the quarterback, you hit him enough, you're gonna beat him. But Mahomes is just such a cheat code and exception to every rule. He gets down double digits, and the Chiefs record in those games are like they win 65% of those games. He's got a it's winning just,
1: record in games in which he trailed by double digits. It's, it's crazy. It's just
0: absurd. And <laughs> uh I don't like you my my co-host Chris Muller I thought actually made a very good point about this. He said that with Brady you knew that if you got pressure up the middle on him, you could beat him because he had nowhere to go. He was not a good enough athlete where if the pressure came straight at him quickly he was just going to have to take the sack or get rid of the ball and just whatever. Like there was no plan B or thing, to, way to work around that. That's not the case with Mahomes. Like Correct. he is, he is such a good, he is an underrated athlete. He's, he is savvy around the pocket. He can get out of there and make plays with his legs. Like I have yet to, I'm sorry, I've yet to really see something that, Other than his wide receivers dropping the ball a lot, his offensive linemen committing penalties, them kind of just going through the motions, I've yet to see anything from him specifically that makes me think that there's a strategy that if you can get there, it will work against him time after time.
1: on the Matthew Slater retirement celebration?
0: Because the guy, I think, caught one ball in his entire NFL career. He ran down punts, and he was also involved in what has become a obsolete play in the NFL, kickoffs. And yet he was canonized like this all-time great once-in-a-lifetime player was hanging up his cleats? Come on. Dude. At no point was Matthew Slater one of the 40 best players on the Patriots roster. So, the
1: goodbye message from Matthew Slater was probably about 10,000 words single-spaced. It was a little long. I, I agree with you there.
0: And then right afterwards, an all-time great, one of the best to ever do it is walking away. No, he's not. Well, hold on a second. Objectively,
1: no special teamer has ever made the Pro Bowl more times than him. He's a 10-time special teams Pro Bowler, and his dad was the Hall of Famer Jackie Slater, and Bill Belichick, who is tough to get praise from, Released one of like the most glowing statements ever that I've ever heard from. He he basically talked about Matthew Slater like he was Tom Brady. Yeah, so that's deserves, what I'm. This is what I'm speaking out against. But what I'm it's saying is, is, like the so the coverage of it is this guy is the most decorated special teams player of all time. He's got three Super Bowls, and Bill Belichick loves him. And I don't know if you've noticed, it's February twenty second. So these are the types of things that are going to get a little bit of coverage.
0: Well, I just think the way in and, and your guy is one of them, Devin Hester, these players should not be up for uh, enshrinement in Canton. They're not even close to hall of famers by that same insane logic, a guy that played in Chicago, but on the, uh, in baseball, by that way of looking at it, Lenny Harris should be in the hall of fame because he's the greatest pinch hitter in baseball history. He's the greatest. Your, your, your Hester out. argument is terrible. No, it's not. If you were in Chicago, he, you would not be advocating him for the Hall of Fame, and you know that. He
1: just got into the Hall of Fame by a bunch of people who are not in Chicago. Yeah, and they're wrong. Okay. But I'm saying you would agree the with be- me. He's the best kickoff returner ever, and the records will never be broken because so of what? what happens to the
0: kick return. The kick return, the, the return part of the game is not important enough where the person who does it best gets into the same room as Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor, and John Elway. They just, I'm sorry, no. But, then, but but
1: centers can, guards can,
0: inside linebackers can? Yes, way more important than a guy returning a punt five times a game. Yeah. Center's but, playing every down. He's but the, one guy's scoring more touchdowns. He's scoring one to two touchdowns a year, and the other guy's scoring zero. So that justifies it. There are running backs on that same Chicago team. Thomas Jones was scoring more touchdowns per year than yes. Devin Hester. So is he now more deserving of the Hall of Fame because of no, that?
1: because relative to the position in terms of the production made, and, it's and dude, part of it is about impact on the game. That's one of the criteria. Imp, like, he made an impact on the sport. He is the best to ever do it at that position.
0: Well, then you must be an advocate for Matthew Slater going into the Hall of Fame because he's the best guy to run down, run after punts and run after kicks in the entire history of the sport. Well, he's been to a lot of Pro
1: Bowls. Who cares <laughs> about Pro? Should- he's the Patriots all time. I didn't say anything about the Hall of Fame. Don't create a straw man here. I didn't put Matthew Slater into the Hall of Fame. Special teams tackles I, he, are not the same I, what as What I'm doing teams here is I,
0: I'm using the Matthew Slater uh, memorials and memories and. Everything else worry. to now attack you about your Devin Hester uh, take. Is Dude, what I'm you doing. want to put
1: Heinz Ward in the Hall of Fame
0: because of his blocking. No, that's just one part of who he was as a player. He also had 1,000 catches and was a Super Bowl MVP. You want to talk about impact? People say, oh, Devin Hester, he started a Super Bowl that they got blown out in by returning a kickoff for a touchdown and Tony Dungeon. Blown had... out by more. Yeah. Did they cover? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, one team had Rex Grossman, the other team had Peyton Manning, okay?